What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview travel couples living a travel lifestyle. Get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. We're finally back with regular episodes every Wednesday, so be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player. Give us a review if you haven't already. It really helps us with our podcast and getting it out there. Also, now that we're back, we're gonna be giving away a world map t-shirt on our Instagram page. So if you find that Instagram post, with the episode details in the post on the photo you'll see text there are, uh, you can see ways how you can enter to win a world map t-shirt and join us on our facebook page where you can find everything that we've got going on that's facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide and our instagram page of course at to the nations worldwide in today's episode, we are joined by Ben and Joe of Dartboard Adventures. They are a travel couple who let their audience choose where they travel to next. They fill a dartboard with recommended destinations and throw a dart at it to see where they're traveling to next. And we talk about them with uh, their unique idea that led them to moving on for their careers, booking that first ticket, and how they spontaneously travel across the world. You can follow their adventures around the world at Instagram.com slash Dartboard Adventures. That's at Dartboard Adventures. So without further ado, here's our interview with Ben and Joe. Today we are joined by Ben and Joe of Dartboard Adventures. They are a travel couple with a very unique way to wander the world. They want to let you decide where do they go next and leave a little up to chance as they travel spontaneously across the world you can follow their journey at www.instagram.com slash dartboardadventures. Hello, Ben and Joe, and welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Hey, hiya. Thanks so much for joining us here. Um, let's just get started by getting to know a little bit about the two of you and what you do. Can you just give us a little rundown about your background and what you're doing? Yeah, sure. And just before we jump into that, Mike, I got to say that was one impressive introduction. You probably explain our concept better than we do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to to go into a bit more detail as to my background, I so my, my name's Ben. I am 27 years old, um, and my professional experience has all been in sales and marketing. So yeah, not necessarily through social platforms, but I was developing, implementing, and managing sales and marketing strategies on a European level for an American software company um, based in London and managing a number of different territories in Europe. Nice. Yeah. And I'm Joe. I'm a little bit older. I'm 31. <laughs> um, I'm a nurse. I've been nursing for about eight years um, and recently quit my job, so five months ago before we started traveling. Uh, I was a breast cancer specialist. Okay. Um, I did love my job, but yeah, time time for a new challenge. Mm-hmm. And then uh, how did the two of you meet? 
Do you want to go? <laughs> um, so we met at a gig in Brixton in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I actually approached Ben. I went over to him with my kind of invisible microphone and best dance moves. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> we made cheese pun jokes. And uh, I asked for his number. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that was about 18 months ago. Oh, awesome. And then what made you guys kind of uh, move on from your lives and start this adventure? You know, the interesting thing, actually, is I think to a certain degree, like the whole concept of spontaneous adventure has kind of been at like the heart of our relationship pretty much since day one. Like even down to the fact that, I mean, that's probably the first time I've ever been chatted up by a girl. Definitely the first time that a girl has taken my number. <laughs> and um, and uh, on our on our third date, we um, we actually text each other before our date just to check that it was all happening still. <laughs> and we jokingly said, "Oh yeah, we should bring our passports and see what happens." Um, a few shots of tequila down. It's always when the best decisions happen, you know. <laughs> and we were in a in a bar in East London, uh, flipped a coin and said, "If it lands on heads, we're going to go to the airport and take the first flight out of it." And five hours later, we were in Nice in the south of France. Oh, no way. Wow. So, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's in our in our blood. <laughs> That's awesome. So obviously, you both kind of are into this spontaneous journey, travel sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I do like to plan a bit, but Ben is definitely very yeah. spontaneous. Very. Yeah. I find like, I mean, some people might say it's, partly down to like just being lazy i think maybe part of that might be true as well (laughs) but for me for me i find like you know your best adventures and the yeah the the times that you're going to have the best is when you are in a place and you speak to locals and you find out what's going on there and that you know internet research is fantastic and you know especially like travel blogs are such a good way to educate yourself about an area but there is there is no comparison to local knowledge and the easiest way to get that is when you're there um, so that's what I find like, I find, yeah, going to a place, having a rough idea, but then when you get there, we yeah, like, we don't formulate any of our travel plans until no. we actually get to the country. Um, so we get to the country and then decide where we want to go and what we want to do. Um, and it depends who we meet along the way. Yeah. We often only book maybe one or two nights in accommodation. And then if we like it, great, we can stay. Or if we don't, we move on. So mm-hmm. yeah, it gives you like total flexibility. total flexibility. Definitely, definitely. So I like to warm up our guests with a simple two-word question. But for so many couples, it has such a complex response. And that is, why travel? Why travel? Okay, Joe, do you want to go? Or shall I? You go. <laughs> why travel? I think for me, I think uh, the biggest experience I could draw on this recently as well would be China, right? If you want to look at a way to expand your mindset and help you understand yourself, understand the world, understand everything around you, immerse yourself in another culture for an extended period of time because it really challenges every single preconception in your mind like the number of of times we've been in china the last the last four weeks and like everything is different here you know like from the way they eat to the way they where they walk to the way that they 
literally like I can't even begin to explain like everything at, at the beginning felt completely backwards mm-hmm. even down to like what they eat the parts of the animal they eat um and it was only like after a couple of weeks that I sat down with the chat with one of the locals and I was like do you find the way we eat strange like do you find it strange that we only eat say like the muscle of an animal we don't we like we leave the animal organs and we leave the the, the chicken feet and stuff and they're like yeah i can't understand it i don't understand why you leave all the all the best parts <laughs> and that to me is kind of it's the essence of you know once you go to another country it kind of makes you realize like the reason that you think certain things are weird and the reason that you think certain things are to- totally normal it's so much down to just the locality of where you are so if you mm-hmm. want to expand your mindset and actually grow as a human being the best way to do that, in my opinion, is through traveling to other cultures and truly trying to immerse yourself in another culture. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it's uh, a visual and sensory thing. So I want to see new rivers, new beaches, try new food and yeah, immerse in the in the local culture. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and, and excellent, excellent um, points there. And the, the, yeah, the sensory thing and just getting to experience uh, somebody else's culture really helps to broaden your mind. And yeah. um, getting into your travels, obviously you guys have traveled quite a bit so far together. Where were you last? Where are you right now? And where are you traveling to next? Um, so right now we are in Hong Kong. Um, just for a week, probably. We were in China before that for one month. Um, then our followers sent us to, sorry, so Brazil for two months. Um, and then we did a really cool dartboard throw, which ended up, uh, we were sailing around the Caribbean. So we had a choice of help out with a, a charity in the Caribbean, sail the Caribbean, and what was the other third one? So the, an, another suggestion that one of our Instagram followers oh, had was uh, is it was during the World Cup, and ah. they said you could fly to Brazil, work in a bar, and just hope that Brazil <laughs> get into the final of the World Cup. And that was possibly the wackiest suggestion that we've ever seen. Yeah. And oh, so we started in Costa Rica for one month, which was amazing. So we've kind of had an expensive beginning of the trip. Costa Rica and the Caribbean were not cheap. Brazil was amazing, and obviously it was so big, so we decided to do that for about two months. Nice. China, Hong Kong, yeah. So It's flown by. Yeah, definitely. So um, traveling China, um, what has been the biggest culture shock? Like, obviously it's somewhere on the other side of the world from where actually I am, not so much from the UK, mm. but what, what has been the biggest culture shock? <sighs> well... I would say the biggest surprise for me was seeing a father pick up his four-year-old boy in the middle of, like, um, I think it was Beijing we were in. His father picked up his child in the middle of the city, um, lifted him over a bin, pulled his, sh- pulled his um, like, pajama shorts to the side and let him crap in the bin. <laughs> That for me was yeah. the like you know when I was saying that everything is backwards here and like what you yeah. what you think is socially acceptable in your own cultures, yeah. like I was wearing flip flops at the time and more people were staring at me in disgust than they were at this father yeah. letting his yeah. letting his son go in the bin, yeah. and that to me like I just could not get my head around how that was okay, you know, yeah. like how that was like deemed normal and accepted in in this society. 
but we've asked like some some locals and other tourists about this and like we shared this this story and this is pretty common like this oh, is not so just a, a a one yeah. a one time thing this this is literally a, a, a part of a culture that we had no idea about the kids even just... have um holes in their in their trousers yeah. or, or shorts they have a little bum hole so they can go to the toilet it's crazy oh, wow, wow. Five minutes in, and Joe's already said bumhole. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'd, I'd say that was probably the biggest, the yeah. biggest, probably the most shocking thing I've I've seen in in China so far. Mm-hmm. But that is literally tip of the iceberg. Um, and just just how it's yeah, it's socially acceptable to kind of cough and spit in the street, and so you kind of think, oh god, they're like spitting or something. But they are the friendliest people. Mm-hmm. They'll invite you into their homes, share dinner with you, really warm and welcoming. Nice. And um, obviously, traveling through China, you guys said for a month you've been in China and then moved on to yeah. Hong Kong. What, yeah. What has been the uh, like the number one thing you guys have done that you'd recommend somebody going to China they should do? Oh. In, in in terms of province, um, I think there's definitely Lansing. one that that stands out for both of us. It's where we were just before coming over to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's called Guangxi, G U A N G X I, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you like, if you look on our Instagram, like all of our best photos from China, so like the last five photos that we've we've posted from China have all been from Guangxi. So there's two key areas. You've got Guilin and Yangshuo. And it's just the most spectacular scenery, mountains, but just huge, huge mountains that all just roll in together, like really soft rolling mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had some really good sun, sunrise climbs, sunsets, yeah. driving around on our scooters. There's like an endless <laughs> amount of peaks. Yeah. And you can just literally go and pick a peak and just go climbing that day. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah it's Beautiful. like and uh, anyone that loves like outdoor adventure in like an independent way is yeah it will be an absolute paradise for them you can just rent a moped and just drive all day long find cool spots rock climbing kayaking yeah mm. yeah been really good yeah and i like that you guys are kind of exploring these lesser known uh places of china uh because lots of people you know they go to the big cities and they experience that mm. but they miss out on this this more rural rural areas yeah. and these hiking trails and all this stuff that the country has yeah. to offer for sure yeah yeah we actually opted to miss to you know miss shanghai we flew into beijing and that was that was really great and then yeah we stepped west and south a bit more rural but i would highly recommend to do that definitely mm-hmm so, uh, moving on, you guys have um, visited a few different countries so far, and with all this travel comes many different experiences. So, I want to touch on a little bit of those experiences, starting with what has been your most rewarding travel experience so far? Rewarding. Um, for me, I would say definitely, uh, so whilst traveling in Brazil, in Rio, we noticed there's quite an issue there with homelessness. Mm-hmm. So we decided, actually, we, we actually met a guy from London, coincidentally, the night before. Um, went Not just to, from London. Oh, yeah, from, from, yeah, this is crazy. So where we used to live in Dalston, he was from our road in Dalston, oh, an right. area in London. It was crazy. And then we went round to his house the next day uh, in Rio 
cooked up some feijoada, so rice, beans, onions, etc., in a wrap. Uh, we made up about 50 or so of yeah. these wraps, and um, we went round Rio and fed the homeless. And that was just really, Amazing. really emotional. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, if, if someone is willing to accept a thing out of a bag, you know, they're that hungry, they will gladly take it. And to see their reactions was the best. You know, mm-hmm. these people are genuinely hungry. And there's not really many services for homeless people over there. So mm-hmm. they don't have kind of um, the churches or the shelters that we have in London. So it was really nice to make a, a huge impact for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And, and to uh, meet somebody from your same street all the way across like the world for yeah. you, that's pretty incredible crazy yeah Um, that's super special for me so your most let's get into something a bit more uh embarrassing for maybe the two of you what has been your most awkward embarrassing or hilarious travel experience together there there are quite a few (laughs) (laughs) i think my most hilarious moment and joe's most embarrassing moment are probably one and the same (laughs) um Joe? So for me, oh yeah, we were in uh, Costa Rica on a on a bus ride, and all I knew is that it was going to be long. I didn't really know how far we were going or how long it would take, but I really needed to go to the toilet. And I saw this bucket, um, like in the middle of the bus, kind of where the bags were. <laughs> and I thought, I really need a wee. What do I do? <laughs> so Ben made this kind of makeshift block out of my hoodie and coat and yeah I just had to squat on this bucket and go to the loo on a moving bus <laughs> we had to we had to time it so we were like we were looking at the people in the back looking at the people at the front we're like okay this guy seems to just be looking at the window in his phone so he's no problem the guys in the front seem to be quite engaged in the conversation so like I built I built like a, a little fortress for her and then she just went and, uh, and the best thing was the the bus journey. So it pulled in. We arrived at our destination about ten minutes after. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably could have waited. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good story for sure. Um, yeah. And then with uh, with traveling come also the other side of these experiences, where not every day is a great day. So what has been your worst travel experience? Oh, worst travel experience. Let's see. I think, um, well, things oh, like when, 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 whenever you're looking back at them, they're always like, they always end up being fun stories, yeah. you know? Right. Um, but like in the heat of the moment, I'd say the worst travel experience for me <laughs> would probably be, our, yeah, yeah, our journey from, um, French Tana. Yeah, so basically, we when we were sailing around the Caribbean, we finished off in an island called Martinique. Um, it's a French-owned island, like absolute paradise, one of the most beautiful places we've we've visited since being here. And to decide our next um, location, our Instagram following voted that we throw our next dart underwater. So we borrowed a spear gun um, and made a makeshift dartboard. And we free dove 15 meters below sea level and shot a spear gun and it landed in Brazil. So we had to work out how to get from the Caribbean to Brazil. We're looking up at flights and oh my God, like to get from the Caribbean to Rio 
costs over a thousand dollars each per person. Wow. Yeah. So we were like, I and mean, this I, was in August, so you know, peak time. Yeah, and so that's base. That's basically our our monthly budget for traveling <laughs> in a flight. Yeah. This is this is this is the the other side of of dartboard adventures. You know, like when you it's are being expensive. so spontaneous in 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 your travel, you also have to be quite savvy at working out how to get from A to B. Mm-hmm. So we decided. I mean, there is no way in hell that we are flying from Martinique to Rio like that. So luckily, because Martinique is a French-owned island, um, it technically counts as like domestic travel if you travel to another French department. And we were looking in South America, and there's a little-known country called French Guiana, which very few people know about, and even fewer people have been. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also French-owned. So you can fly from from Martinique uh, to French Guiana, for the same cost as flying, like taking an internal flight in France. So as opposed to a thousand dollars, it was less than a hundred bucks flight per person. Yep. So that's totally in our budget. So we flew from, from Martinique to French Guiana. And then from French Guiana, we took five different yeah. types of transport from the North coast and we went 1,300 kilometers <laughs> down to Brazil. the, uh, like the, the first city in uh in the north in north brazil called macapa this took nearly like two days it was like two days of absolute hell yeah now the the absolute worst part of this entire experience hands down was our final taxi ride now we at this point we'd already made it to the brazilian border so we were already in brazil um in a town called oyatape i think and we had to get from from this tiny town to the the first major city in Brazil, and it was 700 kilometers away. And obviously, like so many people backpacking, you're always on a budget. You're always trying to not get you know tourist tax. So we were going around speaking to people, uh, got a rough idea of the rate of of how much it should go, cost to get a taxi from uh, from from this town to to Macapá. And everyone was like way more expensive than than we thought it should be. They all had like these really nice air conditioned four by fours. And then like I just started talking to one guy and uh, yeah, he was, was like half the price of what they were. And he, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving now, though. So like if you guys want to come, then th- then jump in now. So we just decided in our complete naivety. Yeah, this is a good deal. Let's just go. He seems like a trustworthy oh, yeah. guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And oh, my days. That now was the start of the worst journey that we have ever had like I you've cannot... never seen a car like it i mean we're going over holes that no car should go over and yeah. the <laughs> arch is grinding out you can smell oh. burning rubber there yeah. is there is like thick black oil leaking through the back of the car which yeah. is a bit bizarre so like our our, our, <laughs> our bags were it were in in the footwells and oh. our feet were getting really really hot and we we're like oh what's going on and i like i shone the light and i like, put my hand down to feel the bottom of the bag and my hand was covered in this thick oil. Oh. And if you break down, if you break down on these roads, you won't see another person for hours. Like yeah. you are screwed. You know, you're kind of there for the night. <laughs> and then, like, I started talk- talking to him. I was like, "Dude, are you sure you're like comfortable to be driving at this speed?" Because he was taking these roads at like probably speed. like 70, 70 kilometers an hour, and they were like just the most insane dirt roads and he was like you know <laughs> s like t- like driving like in just s formation the whole way like just dodging everything smack like he was hitting hitting the sh- hitting the hitting the bottom of his car so hard that like we literally felt like there was bits <laughs> of the chassis that were falling off on like an hourly <laughs> hourly basis and um yeah like when we finally made it to uh 
it's a macapa. We were like, never again are we going to do this. <laughs> and he turns around and he says, the only reason I'm driving my car to this city is to get it fixed. And we were like, no way. <laughs> no way, jeez. Yeah. It was on its way out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a, that was a memorable long experience. two days, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah Always yeah. take the air-conditioned car. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, with this, uh, this type of spontaneous travel, you guys find yourself uh, into these situations every once in a while. And obviously, mm. yeah. it's put... Um, it's put your problem solving skills to the task, but also your relationship <laughs> to the, to the test. Um, yeah. So how do you feel this type of travel or traveling in general has affected your relationship? Oh, for sure. It's been, it's been intense. Um, I mean, even before this trip, we'd only lived together for about six weeks. So yeah, it was, it's definitely tested us. Pretty rash call. Some might say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so it's our first long trip away from home as a couple for both of us. Um, it's definitely tested us. But, you know, at the end of the day, we get these amazing memories to share. We're taking heaps of photos, recording everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got each other's back. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel you've learned more about each other than you would have just staying at home? I would say... Traveling as a couple, whether it's because you're trying to, you know, monetize a concept and eventually make a living out of this, or if you're just traveling to go see the world, living in each other's company 24 seven for five months that we have done, I would say it has accelerated our relationship by 18 months, two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've aged. (laughs) (laughs) I've got got wrinkles now. But no, joking, joking aside, like for both in terms of, you know, learning, learning all the positives and the negatives of each other, just, you know, learning who we are as individuals and you know how, we how we cope as a relationship. I would say that, yeah, it has rocketed our relationship forward. Um, and it's, it's just so important to have time off. Um, we quickly identified that we both need a good day away from each other, uh, about a day a week. So while most other couples are having date nights, <laughs> we're having like off nights. <laughs> mm, yeah, for sure. So I find an, a nearby spa and yeah, and like I, th- I feel like there. I feel like this this probably hits home to if anyone is listening that is looking to actually work with their partner when they're away and mm. try and build something. Perhaps it's you know try and build and you know, create and build a blog or an Instagram page or a number of different social platforms simultaneously. Your relationship is gonna is gonna become so many different things at the same time. It's gonna become, you know, a traditional boyfriend girlfriend relationship. It's gonna become a professional relationship. Mm. It's also gonna become you're gonna become each other's best friends, um, as corny as that sounds. But when you become each other's everything, the level of intensity of your relationship it goes, it, it yeah, it it doubles, it triples, it, it skyrockets. Mm-hmm. So for us, we found to cope with that and to make sure that we, you know, we continue on the, on, on this way in the most positive way and actually, you know, continue to enjoy each other's company time off and time for yourself has been the single most important thing, um, for us both as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, just whether it's, you know, for me, like maybe going out on a run or going to the gym or 
just going and flying my drone on my own sometimes, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. or for Joe going to a mass, you know, a, a nail salon or just going to like a different part of the city and just having a day, not, not necessarily away from each other, but having a day to yourself. Yeah. It is the secret to a happy relationship on the road. Definitely. And I hear that so often too, uh, when you're in some sort of long-term travel uh, adventure together just taking that that day off a week and um just just uh doing something for yourself is is really important mm. yeah treat yourself yeah yeah after our first six hours <laughs> apart we were like were you okay yeah. i missed you <laughs> that's the funniest thing that's the funniest thing like when you take this time time away it's actually so nice to see each other again because yeah. you have new information to yeah. give each other for sure. like we realized we, we were in Brazil. So we realized it's pretty late in our, in, in our trip. It was only like three, four months in that we decided to try and implement this. Um, and like I went away on a, on a, so I was in, we were in Chapada Diamantina, which is like a large national park the size of a small European country in, uh, in the middle of Brazil. And I went on like a really big hike for the day. Um, came back. And like Joe had, had done like so much on uh, like our Instagram and she'd been like contacting companies, spoken to friends. And we came back and like it was the first time in three months that we had new information to share with each other yeah. that we hadn't both learned real time. Mm-hmm. And that was such a like, nice thing to actually like share our day with each other as opposed to experiencing the day simultaneously. Like it's yeah, it was it was real nice. Mm-hmm. OK, so the next question I ask is usually um I mean, most couples can answer it, but in your case, your spontaneous travel case, you can't really answer uh, when planning a trip, who takes care of what, because you guys don't plan your trips. Yeah, what planning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we so, let the dartboard and the followers. <laughs> yeah. So how about um, when you guys get into these, uh, these problem-solving situations, like you were in trying to get to Brazil, who takes care of, you know getting from that one destination to the next? I personally do like to do as much research as I can once we're there, you know, in terms of finding out, you know, anything, where's good to eat, Mm -hmm. you know, are the buses good, are the trains good? So I do like to find out as much as I can sort of once we're there. Um, Ben, you're really good at kind of the business side of stuff, I suppose, mm. like contacting companies, trying to get us yeah. collaborations. Yeah, we've kind of really kind of worked out really, you know, the, the first couple of days once we get to, to a new country or a new destination, we kind of know like how to divide the jobs between us. Like Joe will go and speak to all the locals, speak to the people in the hostels, message, you know, message these Instagram accounts that perhaps it's like discover HK. So discover Hong Kong or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, messes them for tips, tricks, local people. Mm-hmm. And then simultaneously while she's doing that, I'm researching adventure brands that we like totally jive with that we know our following will totally be like interested in and that we kind of like, you know, that kind of reflect the kind of adventures that we like to go on. And we offer our services uh, for promotional work. Yeah. So I take care of that side whilst Joe is, is working. And I, I used to do a bit of wedding photography. So I'm a bit more kind of into the photography side, mm-hmm. researching good places for photos for our Instagram grid. Mm. Where, and Ben's more sort of in charge of video side of it and the drone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, it's really good, actually. A really good team of splitting the jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you complement each other well, which is perfect yeah. for what you're getting into. 
And um, for your type of traveling, you know, the spontaneous travel, the adventure travel, if there's a couple out there that has the same interest, what do you feel has been the best destination you've been to that you would recommend to them? Same interest as us, best destination. So active, bit of beautifulness. <laughs> so for the, well, for, if it's the exact same interest as us, which is like, physical and spontaneous adventure and just like total proximity to nature also in like a you know a, an inexpensive environment china like china mm. without a doubt mm-hmm. like but if if you've got a bit more money um and prefer the the kind of white sand beaches i would say fernando de noronha oh my god which yeah. is an island off the east coast of brazil Okay. And that that had a lot to offer. Yeah. So it it's quite uh not a honeymoon destination, but a lot of couples go there. So you've got the white sand beaches which have been voted, you know, most beautiful beaches in the world um last year. You've got all the activities, hiking, climbing, some really good diving. Mm. You saw sharks there diving. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's got the best of both worlds. Mm. And, what was and that it's called also again? really calm. Fernando de Noronha. It's N-O-R-O-N-H-A. It's like just off the coast of North Brazil. It's oh, tiny. Wow. Very small island. Mm. Really small. It's paradise. Yeah. Huh. That's Highly recommended. Nice. All right. And then um, do you guys have any other advice you'd want to give a couple out there that wants to make travel more a part of their lifestyle? Uh, in in terms of their relationship and traveling, any advice you want to give in that sense? I think, I mean, if if you're if you're thinking about doing something like this and you want to, you know, perhaps give it a go, I'd say like listening to your fears of why not, and then just taking the plunge anyway. Like just. Just if you just go for it and try and work out, work out as much as you can before, but then just could be completely okay with the fact that you're probably not going to feel like you completely have this under control and know what you're doing for many months. Um, and just be okay with the uncertainty. I think that's been the biggest side is like us take the spontaneous side out of it, but just, you know, not knowing, you know, is what we're doing the right thing? Is the is our Instagram growth strategy the correct one? Um, is our way of approaching businesses the right way? Is it are we at a stage where we can start earning money yet? How much do we charge? All this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, we have no we have no idea if if we're doing the right thing or not. But, but you, um, you have to put yourself out there and yeah. be bold, be brave, talk yeah. to people. And I think also as a couple, actually, if you know other couples are listening, definitely sometimes. People won't always come to you and talk to you. You have to get out there and talk to them because, you know, single people traveling or people lone travelers, they will definitely integrate a bit more. Mm-hmm. But as a couple, you have to definitely put yourself yeah, out there. Totally. And you will always meet amazing people, friendly locals, people that can help you with all sorts of things, help you with your blog, help you. You know, local knowledge is invaluable. Mm. Mm-hmm. I definitely, yeah, Jai, you're, you're like, you're totally right there. Like, I'm sure you probably get this, Mike, quite a lot from from people that are talking on your podcast as well. Like, as a couple, whenever you meet anyone else, everyone just assumes that you don't want to speak to them because yeah. you're you're right. having like a couple's retreat, a couple's holiday. Everyone really just got, assumes, yeah. oh, they're together, they they don't want to get involved in this, that, and the other. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're like us, where you know we totally 
do want to interact with other people and like we totally do want to go and like you know meet new people and, and enjoy things as a group as well like you definitely have to be the first one to mm. like approach and and like put yourself out there that that's excellent advice for sure and then uh, now we want to get into um, talking about your spontaneous travel and as well as talking about dartboard adventures. So let's just jump right into this with um, where did the name Dartboard Adventures come from? Uh, <laughs> um, right. So this was about 18 months ago. I was at a wedding in Bulgaria. And I was on the phone to Joe, and I was just so I'd, I'd just quit my job. Yeah, about with, 14 uh, months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd, I'd just quit my job and was kind of working out my next move, what I wanted to be doing. And I was on the phone to Joe. I was at a wedding in Bulgaria, and I literally just off the cuff was like, "Oh man, how sick would it be if someone just like threw a dart at a board, and wherever it lands, they just go <laughs> and like." And that's what they did. <laughs> and like you can tell, you can tell it was a drunken conversation. And but but Joe was like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's awesome. Like that would be so sick. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that would be like so entertaining to watch. Like it'd be so cool. And you could like, you could actually get other people to vote where you want to go, and you could like make it into an actual dartboard, and people can like put destinations on there. And I was like, oh, yeah, this actually sounds like it could be <laughs> a legit social concept. Um, unfortunately, like, so a lot of my friends that were at that wedding, so we all went to the u- university together and we started, we all studied business. So like I ran it by them and yeah, by the end of that weekend, I had a business plan put together and flew back to the UK, um, and started building, uh, building dartboard adventures and then convinced Joe to come on this crazy, <laughs> crazy adventure with me. Um, and then now, yeah, fast forward. Yeah, twelve months or whatever it is, and now we're uh, we're here. <laughs> nice. And then um, quitting your jobs uh, for you, Ben. It you didn't have this plan of dartboard adventures before you quit your job. You actually quit your job before even starting this plan. Yeah. Where did that come from? Did you were you just at a point in your career where you needed a change and you didn't know what the change was, or? Because um, actually, this is something that we see quite often with couples mm. that that leave for their you know long term travel, their one way ticket. They tend to quit their job and they don't know what they're gonna do, and then they travel or they quit their job to travel. Where did that come from for you? Yeah. Um, well, I had absolutely no plan of what I was doing uh, before. Well, after I quit quit my job, I just knew that. I mean, it's basically like I was four years into a really good sales career that I just realized I never intended to be on, to be in, you know, like mm-hmm. I think if you ask the vast majority of the, um, of the working population, like, did you ever intend to be in this career? Like the, the vast majority of people will say no. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them are, are going to be happy with where they are, but a lot of people aren't. Um, and the crazy thing is it was only after I quit my job, I posted a video about it on YouTube. Um, just, like so that I wouldn't have to continue explaining it to everyone just so everyone would know immediately simultaneously. And as soon as I told them the reasons why and the fact that I was just disillusioned with what I was doing, had no idea what I wanted to do, but until I took the time off to work out my next step, I, it was never going to happen. Like literally over 30 people sent me direct messages being like, oh, I'm in the exact same position as you. I cannot wait to see how this unfolds. 
So I actually documented my journey for uh, for oh man journey. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I documented my spiritual journey to work out who I am. And then you read that really good Namaste. book. Namaste. Um, um, what color is your parachute? Yeah, but yeah. So I started documenting my journey and reading a lot of books and sort of working out what is important to me and traveling a lot as well. And uh, yeah, there's one book book that I would highly recommend to anyone out there if they are perhaps. I can imagine a lot of people that are that are that are sitting and listening to this love travel, but don't necessarily know what they want to be doing with it. Mm-hmm. If you read a book called "What Color Is Your Parachute," it's by Richard Bowles. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically completely reframed how I looked at myself, and it completely made me realize like what it is that I want, what I find important, and then once. Joe and I sort of created this concept of Dartboard Adventures. It made me realize that, yeah, that is what I'm going to be chasing mm-hmm. because it fits with exactly right. my skill set and what I'm after. And we did the same for Joe. And then we worked out a way to make a complementary concept that we're going to smash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I-, I like that the two of you really put a lot of thought into this. And, you know, like yeah. you said, you created this business plan before you set out on your adventure. Now, Joe, mm. Joe when Ben uh, brought this concept to you, were you immediately on board? Were you, like, um, gung-ho about this as, as much as he was? Yeah, so I was like, uh, I love my job, <laughs> um, and I really like London. So I was a bit more – I took a bit of convincing, I think. It was a, yeah. it was a bigger commitment for a you, big, a bigger yeah. step and sacrifice, I think. You know, I've – kind of worked my way up the nursing ladder fairly quickly got to kind of my dream job as a a specialist a cancer specialist and kind of thought oh hey yeah but I might not want to leave um (laughs) so what we do now to kind of satisfy my need is um we do something called make a difference Monday and we might help the homeless for example in Brazil Mm -hmm. Uh, we also did another charity bit of work in the north of Brazil, helping out at a charity that um, has a safe haven for children that may have been in trouble with the police or come from quite deprived areas. So I, I get my little fix through working with charities, helping children. And we we do hope a bit more of that. Um, I particularly want to do like a disaster relief so if we're in an area nearby maybe with an earthquake or something i would love to go and help out at that mm-hmm. so yeah it, it was a massive change for me um and I, I do miss my job and my patients but i'm getting my my fix definitely mm-hmm. and seeing some amazing countries mm. yeah definitely. yeah we've we've actually tried to intertwine this you know joe's altruistic nature into our concept um by also trying to encourage engagement with our following. So we actually, a lot of the, the questions and a lot of the votes that we, we put to our following are, how should we make a difference? What should we do? So when we were in Brazil, we said, should we go and do a beach cleanup or should we go work in a children's charity? Mm-hmm. And of the like four or mm-hmm. 500 people that voted, uh, I think it was 55% of people voted for children's charity. So it's kind of, um, it's like also managing to, satisfy our followings altruistic desires altruistically through us um and kind of like trying to create like a kind of a social activism movement i guess Mm -hmm. through actually allowing other people to decide how we are going to make a difference we're seeing that through our following it's kind of 
First of all, making making a loyal following because they're loving to see what they do, mm-hmm. but actually feeling like they're making a difference as well by voting and deciding on who we are going to help. They're essentially having an impact as well, mm-hmm. which um, definitely seems to really resonate. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and um, I want to get into uh, your spontaneous travel, but also what you guys are doing to kind of grow your following, grow your Instagram, and uh, and all that. But with that, when you land at a destination that you have no plans for, what do you do? Like, can you give some sort of tips? to somebody who's also doing spontaneous travel like who should they be messaging what should they be doing with their instagram and all this well that's a good question yeah Yeah. really good question um first things first when you land in a new place locals 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 they are the best source of information now Try and, anyone, and learn the local language. Yeah. If, if there is, yeah. If you can, if you're going to be there for some time, if you're able to communicate to them in their own local language or even just demonstrate a way that you're trying to, they open up so much and they are willing to help so much more. Um, but yeah, even if you can't speak the local language or you don't have like linguistic ability, yeah, hit up the locals as much as possible because they will give you the best information that a lot of travel bloggers won't have even written about yet mm-hmm. um and you, so, use your airbnb hosts or yeah yeah so that's been that, that's definitely the best the best thing to do as soon as you land mm-hmm. um and then in terms of like the kind of accounts to be getting involved with and other you know other people on social media um we always go on to the local tourism boards and then see on instagram who is the suggested um accounts through that so basically if anyone's related and linked to the local tourism board then we know they're going to be a relatively reputable um, tourism and adventure brand within that local space. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got to Hong Kong, we messaged a uh, – so Joe loves, like, abandoned buildings and exploring, like uh, – Old buildings, yeah, yeah, old yeah. churches, yeah. So we found this, um, this Instagram page called HK Urbex, so Hong Kong Urban Exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, so we DM them and we're speaking to them at the moment about uh, potentially doing a collaboration together and also they've given us like a whole bunch of like really useful tips that you can't find on the internet because it's just these mm. guys that know secrets yeah they know like all the best secret spots in Hong Kong that we want to go to so gotcha. basically just yeah speaking to locals and then finding the local travel accounts that are gonna mm. that are willing to help Gotcha. Yeah, that's, and I mean, yeah, it's such a great way to, uh, reach out to people. And for some travelers, some introverted travelers, it can be really difficult to, uh, go to a local and, you know, try to speak their language. It can kind of put you out of your comfort zone, which we encourage. We encourage you to get out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone. That's what traveling is all about. But to kind of overcome that, it can be nice to, you know, hop on Instagram, send a message to somebody, and then meet them in person. That way you've already got that connection through Instagram, that message already sent, the introduction's already been made, and then to maybe meet them in person and, and get that advice or just get that advice through Instagram. It's really excellent advice, guys. That's really good. Mm. Um, with with what you're doing, uh, with your Instagram, with the videos you're releasing, and... Um, also the the um you know it's a full-time job traveling especially the way you guys are doing it with spontaneous travel uh it can be really hectic with everything that you've got going on 
how do you manage all this? How do you manage uh, planning out your day as soon as you get to a destination and then making sure that you have your Instagram strategy on point and you're growing and all this? Yeah, it took us a while to kind of really formulate a, a bit of a solid plan for this. And we, we quickly realized that this is not a holiday. Like we are not just, you know, off every day, every night out having fun. So we really try now. We're, we're, we're lucky. We're both morning people. So we're always up early. Uh, sometimes that might be to say, go find a sunrise and take photos of that. Um, or we try and have a really good morning of work. So up until 10 o'clock so say we might get up at like 6 a.m uh and then we really want to be in the mornings doing some work so replying to emails catching up on all the dms on instagram um and we like to have a little workout just do a quick 20 30 minute bit of exercise hopefully find some space in your accommodation um so it's about it's yeah it's (laughs) about consistency and you you do kind of need some routine like everything is really foreign in these new places but it is nice to have some routine so a bit of work in the mornings go off and have your explore time um and the evenings yeah a bit more work go out for dinner cook dinner Mm. keep keep it varied but have some plan i'd say yes seven until 10 a.m every day pretty much unless we're doing a sunrise hike is replying to emails and like yeah. the more challenging work and editing then photos, editing photos yeah. etc editing video perhaps like creating adverts for companies that we've previously agreed with mm-hmm. um and then in the evening it's two hours two hours each of mm. instagram and other social platforms so it's just our social engagement typically is focused on in the evening like we do it throughout the day but we make sure we hammer it out in the evening and then so we get four hours a day through through the two of us and then like the morning is for like all the other work we have to do nice yeah and really good strategy and i like that you said you know get into your routine know what you're doing and mm. um, it seems that you guys have your routine down and you guys are able to hammer all this stuff out and sometimes and- yeah yeah. If if you have a good internet connection. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's been the biggest China's challenge. China's been, yeah, that's been a big challenge, yeah. <laughs> so um, do you have any ad- other advice for a couple out there that wants to make travel more a part of their lifestyle? Any other advice you do want to share? Any additional? Let me have a think. It yeah. is it's challenging, isn't it? You know, p- lots of people want to do this, and w- mm. we kind of feel... it's a saturated market. There are heaps of other people doing this. And the more you look and research, the more you kind of feel like, God, how am I going to make it? There's so many other people doing this, but you know, have fun, be true to yourself and find, find your USP, your unique selling point. Mm -hmm. What do you do really well? What do you know, you and your partner do well at together and just really embrace that. Mm. Don't be afraid to be a little bit different or even just to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like building on that, I think definitely finding what makes you guys unique, but not just you, you, you know, the, the two of you as a couple, but how can you translate that into an actual concept? Mm. That was like, um, one of the biggest things that we found when, when I was doing a lot of research on this, uh, we did like a bit of a competitor analysis. So I looked at the top 20 
Instagram travel bloggers and uh, YouTube travel vloggers out there and looked at what they're good at, what they're bad at, how regularly do they post, what are their unique selling points, mm-hmm. and then looked at smaller accounts, what are their unique selling points. The ones at the top of the game all have very clear-cut, mm. this is what they're amazing at, this is what they do, this is what we expect from them, and they're consistently delivering it. Mm-hmm. The, me- the medium and smaller guys is real wishy-washy, and it's not quite as clear who they are and what they're about. So something that was abundantly clear to us was that if you want to be successful with this and kind of cut through this saturated market that is travel through uh, that is travel on uh, on these on social media, think of what is going to make you as unique as possible, Mm -hmm. um, and actually stick to it. Like really focus on it and work on delivering that. Excellent, excellent advice. And what is next for Dartboard Adventures? Uh, actually, I totally forgot to say this earlier. We we threw the dart yesterday. No, wait. This Today, morning. This, this morning. morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so so we we said to our followers, we are going to stay in Asia. Uh, so suggest any country in Asia for us to visit. So we put uh, the top twenty on the dartboard this morning, and uh, it's a pretty unique dartboard. It spins. Um, so we give it a spin, throw the dart, and it landed on Singapore. So we're now looking at flights to go mm. to Singapore. So who knows, a few days or next week maybe. Nice. And I, I That's do, the only thing we know. <laughs> I do have to ask, uh, Ben, how good are you at throwing a dart? Like, is there a country <laughs> on that dartboard that you've got your eye on and even though it's spinning, you can time it perfectly and, and get that country? You know what, Mike? I'm uh, I'm pretty relieved it hasn't hit North Korea yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. The, the the first time that we put North Korea on the dartboard, I literally got I got messages from both my parents straight away being like, "You are not going to North Korea. I don't care <laughs> where you are in the world. You are still my baby boy. You are you are not going to North Korea." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, so I think for their sake, I'm yeah, pretty. Uh... Yeah, it's funny you think, oh, I hope it lands on India or I hope it lands on this. Yeah. But then whatever it lands on, you're just like, woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. Awesome. Well, I really love what you guys are doing. It's a really, really great concept, and it's it's just fun to to be able to engage in a direct way with you guys in the form of uh, you know throwing in a suggestion. And I, I encourage everybody to yeah. follow Dartboard Adventures on Instagram to join in their journey. It's really it's a really enjoyable experience with you guys. Oh, thanks very much, Mike. Thank you and so much. Also, just want to say if there's anyone listening that has any more questions for us specifically um are yeah we we reply to everyone on instagram like within the day so if anyone has any questions about anything we've discussed today or perhaps things that we haven't covered um yeah we'd be more than happy to help you guys out and answer any any more questions you have because so many people did that for us before we started yeah. mm-hmm. and we were so appreciative that's the one beautiful thing about this Great you know, community. This, about this community is that it really is a community and everyone is here to kind of help each other through this amazing sort of adventure we're trying to go on so yeah reach yeah. out to us and we'll be more than yeah. happy to help out thank Definitely. you so much and that's instagram.com slash dartboard adventures and there you have it ben and joe sharing their travel stories with you today on the to the nation's worldwide travel couple podcast i want to say a very special thank you to our guests ben and joe thank you so much for joining us here 
Thanks, Mike. Thank you, and good luck to all the listeners. Thank you, and uh, I'll just hand the floor over to you. If there's anything else you want to tell our listeners, anything else you want to plug, where do you want to send them? You guys, go ahead. Ooh, I think uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, the next the, the next start is really really up to our following. We're thinking of potentially putting it global so if you guys if you guys want to have if you have any ideas on like specific unique adventures anywhere in the world uh yeah we're keen to get some crazy ideas on there so if you follow at dartboard adventures on instagram you can have your say and when would the next dart throw be um so we typically do it every month okay december december yeah send us somewhere for christmas Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 34. That's for this episode, episode number 34's show notes. Learn more about Ben and Joe and dartboard adventures and everything that they've got going on. Uh, see our world map t-shirts that you can win. And also leave us a comment in the comment section. Tell us if you do spontaneous travel and how you go about that. How do you go about your spontaneous travel adventures? We're really interested in that. Now, uh, you can also subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player, wherever you're listening to your podcast and leave us a review. It really helps us get this podcast out there. We thank you guys so much. This is Mike Plutz and Natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.